Hi everyone, welcome back to the In My 20s of Trying podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Jade. Imagine if I sang all my intros, I think that'd be <laughs> pretty cool. But, you know, I just want to say welcome back. How y'all doing? Are you doing good? I hope you are. Um, I personally had a very work-filled, busy weekend. Um, I worked Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, I got up at 5 a.m. Was at work at 6. Didn't leave until 4. Um, I work with my parents, and it was just a very tiring weekend. But overall good. You know, I made that money, a.k.a. boss babe. But no, seriously. I worked, worked a lot. I have today off, and then I work tomorrow. But today, I want to know how y'all are doing. How was your weekend? How was, you know, this past week since the last episode? Let me know in the Instagram comments. Send me a DM or tweet me on my personal uh, Twitter. The podcast Instagram is just I-M-T-A-T-S-J. Go and give it a follow. You can send me a DM there or comment on the latest photo. Let me know how you're doing. Um, I personally, you know, my real life, day-to-day life right now, I just got back from breakfast I had these delicious fries. They're called dirty fries. And they're basically french fries with an avocado, some sour cream, and an egg. However, you know, you eat your egg. I am a scrambled eggs type of person usually, but with this specific, you know, dish, I like a, uh, what is it? A fried sunny side up egg. I don't know. It's really good. The only thing, though, is the yolk does get everywhere, so if you don't like that, I wouldn't recommend it, or I would recommend getting the eggs scrambled. But breakfast was delicious. I went with my parents and a family friend, so shout out to Daisy um, and my parents, who are, you know, incredible, like I mentioned in the last episode. And before we get into the craziness of this episode and talk about back to school and romantic comedies, which is a very odd topic pairing, (laughs) But I just want to say a quick thank you to every single person that listened to episode one. Um, It means so much more to me than I think you guys will ever understand. This is something that I wanted to do for a long time. You know, putting out something creative. At first I wanted to do a YouTube channel and I did a YouTube channel for a long time I tried it but then I would get too scared so I would delete all the videos and I haven't conquered that yet of just putting videos up and leaving them up and then it was a podcast and at the beginning of the year I started the podcast and then I took everything down because I was scared of people finding it and just making fun of me I don't know why that was such a big thing in my head you know people making fun of me for doing something that I love. I was so scared of it. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't really care. Like you can judge me, say whatever you want, but ultimately I'm doing what I want to do. So to be able to put out the podcast and you guys love it and say that it's relatable and share on your Instagram and like, it means so much to me and I'm so appreciative. So I really just want to say thank you to every single person that listened to it, that shared it on their Instagram, keep sharing it. Hopefully we can build an audience for the in my twenties and trying podcast. And then And the second thank you is to Christina Hernandez, aka at Tina24 underscore on Instagram. Um, 
who was the first person that I noticed that was not a family member or a friend that gave love to the podcast. She said that it was relatable, that she knew exactly what I was talking about, about needing an older sister um, because she's like the only girl and has three brothers, I believe she said. But Christina, that meant so much to me. Thank you so much. I hope that you continue listening to the podcast. I hope that you continue relating to it and loving it and sharing it. Um, so those are my thank yous for this episode. And now a quick... Just make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram. It's at I-M-T-A-T-S-J. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and all that good stuff. Everything is at Stephanie Jade M. Across everything, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I'm very active on Pinterest. My boards are popping. I have a house one, a quotes one. I have multiple quotes one. Quotes ones. I have hairstyles, makeup, like, Pinterest is lit, so if you have a Pinterest, go follow me on that. Um, And also, like, Instagram and Twitter. Love them. Um, So, yeah, those are all of my – oh, no, one more thing. So, I really wanted for there to be a way that, you know, we can talk. But if you wanted to share something that you necessarily didn't want everyone to see or if you had topic suggestions or feedback or questions or you needed advice on something – Um, somewhere where you could send that. So I made an email account for the podcast. It's imtatsj at gmail.com, basically the initials of the podcast and my initials, um, where you can send an email. So like I said, if you have any topic suggestions, if you need any advice on anything that you want me to share on the podcast, just put your name, um, your first name. You don't have to put your last name if you don't want to. Go anonymous, however you want to do it. Um, Or if you have any questions, whatever it is, send it to the email. Also, I do quotes of the episode. So if you see something that you think is a good quote, motivating, inspiring, cute, whatever it is, just send it over to the email, put your name on it so I can, you know, give credit to you if you send it and then whatever, just send whatever you want to the email is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, so quick recap. Thank you so much to everyone that listened to the first episode of the podcast. I love you. Let me know how you're doing. Follow me and the podcast on all of the social media and make sure to send us an email. So now that we got all of that out of the way, we're going to be talking about romantic comedies today because I love romantic comedies first off, but second off because I watched a super incredible, cute, cheesy in the best way possible, honestly so relatable romantic comedy this Saturday. So before I get into that, I want to give you a list of my favorite rom-coms because if you're a fan of romantic comedies or just film in general, because I feel like sometimes romantic comedies is like that genre that looks down on. Like why are you looking down on a genre that makes people so happy? Romantic comedies and Christmas movies, which a lot of the time are romantic comedies, um, are so cute and feel-good movies and just like I can watch a ton of them in a day. But that's just me. So don't look down on romantic comedies is basically what I'm trying to say. But here are some of my faves. Um, Something Borrowed, Crazy Stupid Love, Love Actually, Mamma Mia, 13 Going on 30, what? 13 Going on 30, The Holiday, Sweet Home Alabama, Made in Manhattan, While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock, Can't Buy Love, and 16 Candles. And those are just some of like the staple romantic comedies. But ladies and gents, we're making room for modern day rom-coms, which I'm so excited about 
because Netflix is coming out. Well, okay, let's rewind. Netflix already came out with two romantic comedies that I'm calling modern day rom-coms and it's coming out with one at the beginning of September, which I'm not sure if to classify as a romantic comedy yet, but I do know that it's like a feel-good movie. Hopefully, if it's not like a feel-good movie, I'm going to be looking back on this like, huh. But um, let me just tell you. Netflix came up, came out with Set It Up that has Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell, which I really hope that's how you pronounce their names because I butcher names all the time. But it's basically this film about two assistants, two executive assistants, that try getting their bosses together so that they can have free time. That's like the overall really like no spoilers version uh, review that I can give you. But it's such a cute movie. It's such a feel-good movie. It's set in New York. They go to a Yankees game. There's this pizza scene that is quite honestly one of my top five favorite romantic comedy moments. It's so cute, so relatable. And it's such, it's, it's just such a feel-good movie that you watch it and you can keep watching it on repeat over and over and over again. And I think that sometimes that's how you can tell that it's a good romantic comedy when it doesn't make you feel like, ugh, it was too cheesy, I can't watch it. I can just continue watching it over and over again. I think that if you like can't watch a romantic comedy or a rom-com over and over again, maybe it just like wasn't the best. That's just, you know, my opinion. Because like Mamma Mia, oh my gosh, I've watched that movie 20 times something borrowed and crazy stupid love you don't even want to know how many times I've watched it but back to Netflix back to why they are going to be the current powerhouse of romantic comedies aka rom-coms set it up was incredible but they recently just came out with to all the boys I've loved before which is actually set set it's not set it's based on a book series written by Jenny Han and I again hope I'm pronouncing that correct because I suck at names um and it's again trying to give you a review with no spoilers it's this wonderful movie set in high school about this girl named Laura Jean who writes a a crush nope writes a letter every time she has a crush so strong that she doesn't know what to do with her feelings she'll write a letter but she just you know, addresses it and then puts it away. And there's five of these letters. And one day the letters get mailed out. And so the movie basically, you know, you have to watch it to know what happens because I'm not going to tell you. But it's so cute. I love Peter Kavinsky. If you have been on Twitter these last few days, you have to have seen some mention of it. If you follow me on Twitter, you must have seen all of my faves because... I favorited probably 20 tweets about To All The Boys I've Loved Before. But seriously, the cast is incredible. And, and to go sort of down a different road very briefly, I think, you know, when it's Oscar season and award show season and all of this, we hear about how Latino representation matters and how African-American representation matters and how there has to be different ethnicities and cultures and races and everything represented on the big screen or even on the small screen, like, you know, TV or whatever. And it's so true um, because I myself as a Latina, I think that when you see someone that looks like you growing up on TV or on the radio or whatever, it makes you feel like 
you are able to achieve whatever it is that they're achieving because there's someone that looks like you in that spot already. If that, you know, I hope that makes sense. And so we always hear this, Latino representation is needed on the big screen, the small screen, on this, on that, blah, 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 blah. Same thing goes for African-American um, representation, all of these different cultures, races, and ethnicities like I just mentioned. But let me just tell you that Asian representation right now is having its moment because Crazy Rich Asians just came out. It had like a super big opening weekend, which I am so excited about because that is one of the movies that I want to watch. Actually, I have a brother-sister date to go to tomorrow to go watch Crazy Rich Asians, which I'm so excited about. And now we have To All the Boys I've Loved Before, where the lead actress, Lana Condor, I really hope I'm pronouncing her name right, is a Vietnamese-American in the lead role and let me just tell you as someone that just was on twitter too much this weekend and saw the feedback and the reaction that this movie is getting especially i want you know asian representation again matters that people are saying who are asian and girls that are saying like it's so nice to see someone that looks like me on the screen or you know all of these things and i think that there needs to be more of this and i myself you know I'm all for it and I think that more people need to be for it and I think that it shows where we are but also how far we still have to go because Jenny Han, who is the author of the book series, said that she went with the only production company that did not want to whitewash her story. Why is there so many production companies that are wanting to whitewash her story when it's supposed to be an Asian American in, in the film? Like, it just it did not make sense to me. But Asian representation matters just like Latino representation, African American, like every type of representation matters. And I know, you know, people might come for me, but I think it's so true. I think that everyone needs to have their moment and everyone needs to have people on the big screen and on the small screen that look like them so that they can feel that they can do everything and anything. And more people need to be in those roles and not all roles have not all rows, <laughs> not all rows have to go to that white guy or that white lady. Like, oh, we're just, ooh, we're not going down this lane because I don't have all the facts and I don't want to, you know, speak badly. But to all the boys I've loved before and the fact that it got made with the lead actress being Vietnamese American, I am 100% there for it. But now what we got to talk about is back to the rom-coms about Lana Condor and her... I guess love one of the love interests in the movie, Noah Centineo. Oh my gosh. Y'all, he is such a cutie. I, you know, I'm not going to go too far down that road because he is just a cutie and he truly is becoming the Netflix, Netflix king of rom-coms. He's in this movie. He plays Peter Kavinsky, but he's also starring in uh, Sierra Burgess is a Loser with Shannon Purser and he also stars in this movie and honestly I'm just excited about the fact that Netflix is coming out with all of these rom-coms. I hope they continue to come out with rom-coms because the writing is not cheesy. The writing is just it's great. It's the type of rom-coms that we need. For me personally rom-coms make me feel like I'm alive in a weird way you know. I like I don't want to say I like to pretend that's my life because it's not, but I think rom-coms are the perfect movie to just get your mind to take a break when you're thinking too much. It's the perfect opportunity to just 
see love and feel love. I don't know. I love romantic comedies and I'm so excited that Netflix is coming or came out with Set It Up and to all the boys I've loved. And I really, really, really hope that they make the sequel to To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which is P.S. I Love You. And then I believe it's always in Forever Laura Jean or something. I didn't read the books. And I also heard that people that read the books were not happy with the movie. But if I'm talking about just the movie alone, I definitely think that you should all watch it. To All the Boys I've Loved Before. It's great. It will have you in your feels. There is this scene where Laura Jean is talking to Josh and he's basically telling her like you know if you miss him why don't you do something about it and she says because if it wasn't real then I didn't lose anyone but if I say that it was real and he doesn't want me oh and I related to that so much which I'll talk about in another episode because that's the whole my love life is a mess situation um but it's really such a great movie. So go watch it. Go watch To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Go stream Set It Up with Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell. Uh, to All the Boys I've Loved Before with Noah Centineo and Laura uh, Candor. Con nope, that's not her last name. Condor. And then Sierra Burgess is a Loser is coming out September 7th, which also stars Noah Centineo and Shannon Purser, which comes, which comes out. Who comes out in Stranger Things? She's Barb's. Barb's Barb. I'm not really sure. I didn't get into Stranger Things, but lots of people did. So hopefully they'll go and support Tierra Bridges as a loser because one of the people from uh, Stranger Things came out in it. So now that we've talked about romantic comedies and how incredible they are and how I truly firmly 100% believe that everyone should love rom-coms as much as me, but now we're going to talk about back to school and why it's so incredible totally kidding because it marks the end of summer but back to school is a pretty great time we get to go to target shop for new school supplies which is always fun you know if you're not someone that looks forward to back to school that is something to look forward to the fact that you get to go to target or walmart or whatever store you go to and buy new school supplies there's like i don't know how to explain it but there's such a nice feeling that comes with like getting a new notebook and like some new i don't know i might sound crazy again but today, I really just want to give some tips to, you know, first-time freshmen, whether it's college or high school, or even if you're starting like your sophomore year in high school, whatever. I just want to give some tips because I've been there, I've done it, I've learned some things along the way, and I don't start school till January, so I'm missing school, and I want to talk about it, okay? So my first tip is just, this is going to sound so cheesy, but be yourself. Being yourself is the best thing that you can do for yourself. If you don't like something, don't do it. If you like something, obviously everything with moderation, do it. Like, be yourself, be yourself 100%, be authentic and genuine, which kind of has the same meaning. But, like, I hate, and I'm telling you because I've been there, being someone else for a long time time in my life especially in middle school I would say I felt like I was this other person I wasn't completely okay with who I was I wasn't comfortable in my own skin and then one day I was like there is never ever ever going to be another person just like me like this is who I am this is what I got this is the body that the Lord gave me this is who I am so people can either take me 
or leave me as I am. And when you sort of come to terms with who you are, I mean, obviously we all have flaws. We all have things that we can work on. My mom's going to listen to this and be like, stuff your attitude. But no, seriously, we all have things that we can work on. None of us are perfect. But I think that if you are at a place in your life where you're like, damn, I'm pretty confident and comfortable with who I am, then incredible. Be yourself. Don't be this fake person or this fake version of yourself because trust me, it sucks. You don't want it. And you attract the crowd by the type of person that you are. So like if you're like all into this drama and you just like gossip and like all of that stuff, those are the people that you're going to attract. And then you're going to be like, ugh, my life is so drama filled. Well, of course, because that's how you are. And that's the type of people you're attracting. But if you're honest, if you're genuine, if you're kind, if you're loving, if you're all of that, those are the type of people that you're going to um, attract. And you want to surround yourself with people who are genuine and honest and loyal and just great humans because it makes your life 10 times easier. Trust me, when you have people in your life that genuinely care for you and actually give a damn about you and your feelings and how you're doing in your life, it makes life worth and I don't want to say makes life worth it because that just sounds weird but it makes life so much easier you're not constantly feeling like let me tell you let me give you some advice I used to have this group of friends that I loved I thought oh my gosh they're like my best friends let me tell you real quick they did not give a damn about me they did not care how I was doing they had me around out of their convenience and finally I was like these are not the type of people that I want to call my friends so I let them go and my life has been 10 times better since then because I'm not constantly surrounded with people who just don't care for me or that I feel I have to be someone else. And this first tip was not supposed to be this long, but basically it's just be yourself because you attract the type of people that you attract based off of who you are as a person, if that makes sense. So just be you, do your own thing, live your life for yourself. Second piece of advice. Oh, and that applies to high schoolers and college students and just basically any human ever. Be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second piece of advice is do things that you actually want to do and that interest you. If, And this is, I think, so important for high school students because if you're already in college, you're a little bit more set in who you are. But if you're in high school, a lot of high school is like testing out the waters and, you know, you're trying like alcohol for the first time sometimes or you're trying sex and stuff you know for the first time like all of these different things I think that sometimes high school is like you're trying phase you're trying out things not that college isn't because there's college students like me that are so you know trying and figuring things out um but I think that in high school at least a lot of times we try and just do what everyone is doing even though we don't really like what everyone else is doing one of these things can be like sports. If you don't like sports, you don't want to play sports, don't do sports. If you'd much rather be like on your school's radio station or TV station, go do that. If all of your friends drink and you don't want to drink, don't drink. If all of your friends are out having sex and you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. Like do what you want to do for you because it's going to better you or whatever. You know, just don't do things that you don't want to do just to make other people happy because then you get into the cycle of like hating what you're doing and then it's not fun. So be yourself and do things that you want to do because you want to do them. And the third thing, this is mainly for college students because 
high school students can't really choose their schedules in this way. Um, but don't take 8 a.m. classes if you really, you know, can't take an 8 a.m. class because you think, well, I've gone all of my life in school taking 8 a.m. classes from kinder up until my senior year of high school. But I don't know. I also don't know if anyone can relate with me to this. But it seems like after you graduated from high school, you become a completely different person. I don't know how I did 8 a.m.s in high school. I don't know how in the world I went to school from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. every single day for five days a week for multiple weeks. A like, it blows my mind. So if you truly feel that you cannot do an 8 a.m., don't do it because you're going to hate your life. It also means if you go to, like, a college, you know, like a four-year and you want to go out Sunday night and you're partying and living your best life, you have to be up at 8 a.m. that next morning. Most mornings if, you know, you're doing that whole thing. So just don't do it to yourself. If you can take an 8 a.m., if for some reason you absolutely 100% need to, if you go to a community college, one of the pros about this is that means you're always going to get parking because that's the very first time slot for classes. Um, you're always going to have parking. But like if you cannot take an 8 a.m., Please don't do that to yourself. I had an 8 a.m., I want to say like my second year of college, my first or second semester, and it sucked, okay? Just don't do it if you can. If you can, more power to you. Get some coffee, get some breakfast, and you'll be fine. But if you can't, just don't. Fourth tip. <coughs> Excuse me. Fourth tip. Again, this is for college students. Um... But I mean high school students if you want to, you know, also apply it to your life. If you have more than three classes in a day, make sure that you take a lunch break. A lot of times people will give the tip of like, oh, well, don't take a break in between your classes because you're going to get lazy and you're not going to want to go to class, which is sometimes true. But if you go, let's say like your schedule is 8 to 9.50, uh, 8 a.m. to 9.30. I just gave the example with an 8 a.m. class, and I just gave the advice to not take an 8 a.m. class. Okay, let's say your um, schedule is like from 9 o'clock to 11.20, from 11, and then that's one class, right? And then from 11.20 to 1, and then give yourself a lunch break right there. Even if it's 30 minutes or 45 minutes, for after that second class, give yourself a small break even if it's a snack or even if it's to have like a quick sandwich, whatever, because you guys, being in class for more than an hour when you're hungry will make you distracted, will make you think about food, and that's all you will be thinking about. Yeah, you're learning about like, I don't know, stats. You're not going to pay attention to stats because all that you're thinking about is getting food in your belly. So eat, you know, lunch. Make sure you're eating breakfast, obviously, but Set aside some time to eat lunch. If you're in school just for like one class, okay, then you don't obviously don't give yourself a lunch break. But if you're there from like 9.50 or even 9 o'clock to sometimes 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, please feed yourself. I literally get mad at my best friend for this all the time. I understand people get super busy and they forget to eat sometimes, but y'all, I'm going to be like a mother right now. Eat your food. Stay, you know, hydrated. Eat. It's so important. I just, ugh. It kills me when people don't eat their food or they're like just so busy. Just like set a reminder on your phone. Eat. Okay, I'm done being a mother for that. Oh, kind of a tip for, for a 
4.1 is pack your lunch instead of buying lunch. I went some time while I was in college um, where I literally bought my lunch every single day at the cafe. Y'all, it is expensive, like Kathleen Light says. It's pricey. It's not worth it. It's just too much. Obviously, if you're going to a four-year, it's a little bit different because you meal plans and all of that. But if you're in high school or college, you know, and you can pack your lunch as opposed to buying your lunch every single day, do it. It'll save you some money and you also get to choose what you're eating for lunch. You don't have to rely on the cafeteria or whatever it is. Um, number six, this is kind of like everyone knows this, but actually do your work. Do your work. Don't fall behind. Don't procrastinate. I know it's hard to like hear that sometimes because it's just easier to procrastinate, but really it isn't. It's just easier to do your work, get it out of the way, and then just, you know, succeed. Um, the next piece of advice, I feel like I'm talking so fast today and I'm so out of breath, um, but the next piece of advice is if you fail, just try harder next time and don't be afraid to fail. I personally, can't believe I'm saying this, I failed two classes in college. I failed, the first class I failed was math and the second class I failed was bio, aka human genetics. Human genetics just was a hot mess. Um, and math also was just a hot mess. But if you fail a class, don't feel like it's the end of the world. Just try harder next time. If Let's say you fail human genetics like I did. Um, see what you could do differently the next time around. If you didn't study for any test or any uh, quizzes or whatever the first time around, the second time around, get a study partner or go to the library take notes like there's always something that you can do to be better than you were the last time around um oh this is for high school students no not high school students college students sorry unless you're like at a private high school that makes you buy your textbooks like i had to do that my freshman year of high school and it was terrible um rent your textbooks instead of buying them i cannot believe how many people don't know about amazon textbooks or uh chegg 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 Y'all can both sponsor me if you want to also. I'm just putting that out there not so subtly. But I personally used Amazon textbooks most of the time. I used Chegg for an English class. You can rent your books for an entire semester for like 30 to 50 bucks. Unless, of course, you're like, let's say a med student and your textbooks are like ridiculously expensive. They might be obviously a little bit more expensive. But always check Amazon and Chegg first before buying your books. The only time that you might not be able to do this is like, let's say um, your professor writes the textbook and they only sell it to the school's bookshop. Then you might not be able to rent it out, but you can always check like Facebook pages. For example, the college that I went to had um, this textbook exchange Facebook page which was super cool you would just put the textbooks there at the end and at the beginning of the semester and you can like make some money off of your old textbooks um that's obviously like if you bought your books but if you rented them Amazon and Chegg are both incredible you get your book at the beginning of the semester and just send it back at the end of the semester and you send it back in that same packaging so really it's like most of the time you're not even uh paying for shipping or whatever so that's what I recommend save yourself some money wherever you can um Number nine is talk to your professors. No one wants you to fail. 
like absolutely no one unless someone is like an evil evil <laughs> unless someone is an evil human that wants you to fail like quick story time my freshman year of college I took this English class it was my very first English class in college and I had this professor who was I mean she was all right but she was kind of rude she mind you we sat in these big round tables and I was the only person at that table that wore glasses like reading glasses I wear glasses if you didn't know that um <laughs> and she was handing out papers one day and she was like Stephanie Stephanie like looking for me all around the class and I was like oh I'm right here and I was like I was like seriously like I'm the only person that wears glasses and she goes oh I just think I subconsciously don't like you Everyone at my table was shook. Capital S-H-O-O-K. We were shook to the core. I could not believe that this professor lady just told me that subconsciously she thinks she might not like me. Excuse me, what? Like, how rude. <laughs> but, yeah. Most professors aren't like that. Most are really kind and sweet. Talk to them. If anything is going on in your life, if anything comes up, if there's an you know sudden death in your family if there's uh you have to make a trip somewhere whatever the reason is talk to your professors most of the time they are understanding they want you to succeed they will let you make up the work um or if they don't then like just i don't know there's just a hundred different scenarios that can happen talk to your professor visit their office hours uh, my stats professor in college he was incredible aka rudy gonzalez shout out to him He's probably never going to listen to this, but regardless, shout out to him. He was incredible. Um, he actually made me like math and made me want to minor. And like that thought in itself is crazy. But he had office hours and that's what they're there for. Like they're getting paid. That's their job. Like it's, it's fine if you go after class and bug them and you're like, I don't understand how to do this. Or can you like explain this to me again? That's literally their job, so do not feel like you are bothering them. And the last tip of the day is don't skip class. I know sometimes it's easier to sleep in. It's easier to just go to lunch with a friend, whatever the case may be. It's so easy to skip class, but it's not worth it because sometimes, especially if your classes are like block, this is also, you know, relatable for high school students. If your classes are like in that block schedule where it's like a two-hour class, um, you miss so much information. In my geology class, it literally felt like if I was gone one day, I missed on a week's worth of information. That's how bad it felt. So if you don't have to miss class, do not miss class. It's not worth it. And this is coming from someone that missed a lot of classes her freshman year of college. But I learned for you guys so that you would not have to make the same mistakes that I made. But those are my 10 tips for back to school tips for high school students and college students. Um, if you have any tips that you want to give, leave them in the comments below of the Instagram post that I post. Send them to me and I'll share them um, with, you know, the In My Toys and Trying peeps. So, yeah, I think of it. Going back to school is such a fun time. You get to meet new people, have new professors or teachers in high school. That's so cool. You get to do so much stuff and it's in a way it's like you're reinventing yourself for the new year um so don't be afraid to try new things go and live your life if you're in high school and you like really want to be an asb go and do asb if you really want to be a cheerleader 
go be your cheerleader. If you're in college and you really want to do something, do it. Like, you're, here's the tip that I'll give you. So I lied when I said it was the last tip of the day. I have been out of school for seven months now. And I kid you not, I miss being a student so much. So if you're in high school and your plans aren't to go back, aren't to go to college when you're done with high school, or if you're in college and your plan isn't to go for your master's, enjoy the moments that you have in school. Obviously, I know sitting in a classroom for hours on end is not the best way to spend your time sometimes. We would much rather be doing other things. But I promise you, when you leave school, when you're done and like you're really done, you're going to miss it a little bit. So enjoy it. If you're going back to school soon, I hope that it's the best. Make new friends. Talk to your professors. You know, just do fun stuff. You make it as fun as you want to make it. But that's it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed my talk about rom-coms and how representation does matter and about school. So I hope that you liked it. Make sure to follow me on social media. Everything across the board is at Stephanie Jade M. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Pinterest. Like I said, I'm super active on Pinterest. And I would probably say Instagram. I'm active on everything, really. Um, and follow the Instagram's podcast, the podcast Instagram, which is at I, at I-M-T-A-T-S-J. Today I could not speak. I am so sorry. And I was almost going to let you all go, and then I looked at my notes, and I totally forgot to talk about Sweetener by Ariana Grande. Her new album came out, and to be quite honest with y'all, I didn't know how I felt at the beginning, but now I love it, and I can't stop playing it. So if you need a new album to listen to, listen to Sweetener by Ariana Grande. I'm about to pull up the track list and give you all some of my favorites. So Raindrops um, is her introduction to the album, which is phenomenal. Ariana Grande has such an incredible voice. Um... R.E.M. is also good. God is a Woman is great. Um, Sweetener is one of my favorites, probably in like the top three. Breathe In is also really good. Borderline is really good. That one features Missy Elliott. I don't really know how I feel about Missy Elliott's part in it, but Ariana Grande's part in it kills me and slays me in the best possible way. Um, Pete Davidson is really cute. It's just a really great album. Y'all should go listen to it. And obviously no tears left to cry. So go listen to it, stream it. Uh, I had, obviously, my best friend. It, she is the biggest Ariana Grande fan that I have ever met. And her cousin, Milena, who's a great friend of mine. They're like family to me. But they came over, we listened to the album together, and we at first didn't know how we felt about it because I think a lot of people were expecting bops and like mainstream radio songs, songs that can... can Continue to be played, you know, with no end and just repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated. But really what I think is Ariana Grande gave us No Tears Left to Cry and God is a Woman as her two singles because she was like, here you go. This is like the pop and this is what you can continue playing over and over and over again. But all of the other songs I personally feel were like this, this album was her comeback. You know, everything happened in Manchester with the bombing and everything and sweetener was her like this is who i am going to be from that like this is what i learned from that event this is how i'm dealing with what happened there and these are the stories that i want to share 
from now until the end of time. And obviously she's going to touch different genres of music and like do her own thing because Ariana Grande is one of the greatest vocalists of our time and you can either choose to agree with that or not but I love her and her vocals are insane and out of this world and I would so love for her to do a Broadway only soundtrack like I think that her singing just Broadway music oh my goodness yes um she did a carpool karaoke with Seth MacFarlane and they sang a Broadway song I can't remember what the name of it was but it was so good so basically the recap of this Ariana Grande is one of the greatest vocalists of all time go stream sweetener on Apple Music and Spotify share your favorite songs with me if you have a reason why they're your favorite share it with me we can totally talk about sweetener um but I just yeah I think that this is sort of her comeback album like like she was one person prior to what happened in Manchester and that obviously changed her things happen and now this is like this is who I am this is what I'm going to be sharing these are the lyrics that I wrote and how she wrote majority of these songs it was incredible I'm a fan I can't wait to see her in concert I want floor seats to her next uh, tour because I need to be just as close to her as I can singing at the top of my lungs fun fact and quick story time when no tears left to cry came out in like the beginning of spring I want to say again my best friend and I I do everything with her so when that song came out we would bug our friend Moses and that was the only song that we would play when we were in the car so we would be Moses this one's for you and we would just play no tears left to cry and he would just be like oh my gosh but um I love Ariana Grande she did an incredible job and that's the end of this episode I hope that you enjoyed the talk about rom-coms back to school and now Ariana Grande and I hope that you have an incredible week go do you be you live your best life and the quote of the episode is if there's even a slight chance at getting something that will make you happy risk it life's too short and happiness is too rare and that's by A.R. Lucas obviously everything with moderation like as long as it doesn't hurt another person or like whatever go do what you want to do if you feel a certain way go and be in those feelings like I think that sometimes we forget how short life is and I actually I always say this is the end of the episode and then I go on another 20 minute conversation but quickly this past weekend I had this conversation with my younger brother Anthony about how you know this is gonna sound a little like stuff why are you going there but we all know how this life sort of ends at one point or another we're all going to pass hopefully not you know until very very long time from now but we all know sort of the ending and why is it that we're so afraid sometimes to just live so recklessly to an extent like just so honestly personally it's because I'm scared but I think that sometimes at least like okay I have been feeling a certain way and I haven't really shared those feelings and what's the worst thing that'll happen if I shared these feelings I'll get rejected and yeah like I'll be hurt for like a month or two months because of my feelings but you always make a comeback you always are able to bounce back from a broken heart whether that's because of a friendship or because you didn't get a job or because of a boy or a girl, whatever it is like why are we so scared and that's really a topic that I want to have a guest on for and just talk about that like 
like, I want to ask every guest that I have on this podcast that question. Why are we sometimes so scared to just live our lives 100% to the max and just be so honest, like, with our feelings and, like, with what we're going through? What's the worst thing that can happen? Please, someone tell me if you have an answer. If you are not scared and you live your life 100% just honestly, authentically, genuinely, and you wear your heart on your sleeve and you just say things like it is, tell me. Why do you do that? How do you do that? If you don't do that and you want to do that more, also let me know that. But me personally, I just in a way want to be reckless sometimes with that. Like, what's the worst thing that will happen? We'll get rejected and we'll be sad. We can always bounce back from that. I just don't want to look back on life and be like, I didn't do that or I could have done that and I didn't because I was scared. So I missed out on the chance of something great. Or, you know, I put myself out there, it didn't work out, but at least I know and I'm not in this weird mind game situation. So go and live life. Love one another. Love yourself. Like Ellen DeGeneres says, be kind to one another. And I'll talk to you all next week. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and all that good stuff. But more importantly, follow the podcast at IMTATSJ, and I'll talk to you all next week. And have a blessed week. All right. Bye, y'all.